The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. First, it is 8.20 p.m. What a day that we have had. Um, this is Billy Ray Mitchell coming to you live from Arlington, Virginia. I've had a fantastic day. Uh, but Brad Stevens pulled off a master class. Christoph Porzingis is headed to Boston. I am looking at Pat Finn in Charlotte, North Carolina, who is doing some home improvements, putting together some stools, putting together some 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 trunks. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing some home improvement. It looks really nice. He's got a bunch of pictures hung up. And I'm looking at Matei, who I have not had my favorite headphone, speakerphone wearing recruiting expert on this podcast in a long time. Matei, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back on. It feels like it's been forever. It you has. Know? We've done like, I think, six, six or so podcasts together. So, you know, Love coming back on. Hopefully, I'm still the number one recurring guest, but if not, that's okay. No, but. it seems like the last. So Pat and I were driving to, uh, we were driving to Charlotte, and we were going through listening to some of the old podcasts. And one of the ones that we stumbled across was the Demetrius Davis decommitment oh podcast. Oh boy! <laughs> which, 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 honestly, if you went ahead and listened to that podcast back, some sad, sad boys on a on a podcast and uh we have come quite a quite a far <laughs> way since that point but um pat i know you're gonna kick us off with a haiku last minute as usual uh what do you got for well update us on what you got going on pat i know you're in virginia beach and catch us up i was gonna say you can't you can't tell everyone that i just wrote this haiku they're gonna think i lost my fastball <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we were, i gotta tell you guys i have blisters on my hands from just you know, trying to build this coffee table that I got today from Wayfair. Built the stools. We got two nice counter stools in my new place. We got the sofa. We got the rug. It's starting to look complete. I don't know if you guys can see over the shoulder. That is a mounted television. No comments, please, on the cord. We are settling the cord. Uh, I know it's there. I see it too. Okay. But I did mount the TV. Excited about that. That's hard. Then- That's hard. You deserve props. You know and what it was cool? angled. Yeah, well, you know, it is uh it is angled nice. It's one of those pull away so you could actually do a lot of different angles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. Um, this is my Amazon store. No, but uh <laughs> I'm fired up. I got a coffee table and counter stools. After we finish up here, I will be uh continuing the coffee table construction. Also, they're doing work on the old place, the old place you guys may know that uh, my place flooded over Christmas. Well, we have begun work on the old place. I know it's taken a long time. And all I got to say, like my friend Ryan Rossillo and that crew, the a- the HOA, they're not our friends. Okay, no. that's all I have to say. No. Um, went to a wedding in Virginia Beach. Got the hat on. Celebrate Jack and Natalie Conti. Tore it up at the Cav this past weekend. Epic time on the beach, on the dance floor. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was busy, man. We had a lot of fun, but I guess it's haiku time. That's what you guys are here for. That's what that's what you guys bought your tickets to the Sons of Saturday show tonight. The hokey haiku. Wedding in VB. Putting together my Wayfair. All right, that was eight syllables. Putting together Wayfair. That's seven. Coffee table stools. Wow. <laughs> so I know I know I already kind of told you all about what, what it's I just a perfect did. summation. It's it called is. it's what we call a retweet. I pretty much just retweeted it. So um 
Billy, you teed me up and I and I and I hit it out of the park. Go ahead. What's next? What are we going to talk about tonight? So we have brought in. Look, this is the most fun that we've had uh, in the recruiting space in a long time. Um, if we go ahead and we look at the numbers, the current ranking right now is Virginia Tech. As of right now, it's it's eight twenty four. I don't know if anything will change because it's been changing so fast. Yeah. Uh, currently ranked thirty second in the country ahead of Purdue, Auburn, and West Virginia, trailing Rutgers, Iowa, and Georgia Tech. What a weird, weird ordering we have here in June. Um, we have 11 commits, two of which are four stars, nine of which are three stars. The average rating is 87.89. Extremely, extremely exciting. And we're going to start right here, Matei. Headliners. We got linebacker, Gabe Davis, cornerback Marcellus Barnes, two four-stars, both committed on back-to-back days this month, and Davi Belfort, a three-star from Fort Lauderdale. Walk me through this last month of recruiting. Um, Starting with Gabe and Marcellus, what pushed them to both jump in on back-to-back days? Uh, What has that looked like? Yeah, so Gabe Williams has been, you know, he's kind of been in the mix for a while, uh, but coming up to campus, you know, obviously the Elijah Brooks connection on staff was huge. And just getting the vision from Brent Pry specifically, uh, you know, he talks so much um, about his time at Penn State, coaching linebackers, getting guys to the league. Micah Parsons is a big influence on Gabe Williams. And just having him be the guy that they can kind of make, you know, do a million different things in the defense. I think he really got a chance to see that, hey, if I come to Virginia Tech, Like, it's about me. Like, I can do so many different things. I'm not just, you know, filling up a spot to fill this role for another high-tier program. He can really do it all on his own. And um, they really sold him on, you know, the academic side of things. He's a really bright kid. Uh, And then also just being the headliner of the class, I think that really stuck out to him. Just being a guy that, as we've all seen on Twitter the past few weeks, He's a guy that wants to go out there and recruit. And, you know, Virginia Tech is all about that. They want to give him the keys to this thing, Uh, you know, reach out to recruits. And, you know, I think he's really just taken in how much Virginia Tech feels like home to him and, you know, just being the star of this class. On that recruiting note, uh, I always bring this up. It seems like every time we talk to you with my class, it was CJ Rivas and it was Marshawn Williams, guys that committed really early and we're actively reaching out to everybody. Um, let's focus in on Davi Belfort because he has seemingly gassed up, communicated, and traveled from Florida to Virginia Tech to make sure that he was present on these visits. How much of an impact does that have when you have a quarterback or one of the top recruits in a class consistently, I don't want to say nagging, but in, in a positive way, nagging these guys to, uh, to jump on board? Yeah, absolutely. It helps. And I mean, a lot of guys look at Davi and they say like, this guy is legit. He's a big talent. He went to a camp a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm pretty sure on Rivals, he's a four star, um, got a few bumps elsewhere. Uh, 24-7 looking at bumping him, him up as well. He could be uh, borderline four star material maybe next month. Um, but he's a guy that just everyone looks up to. They know like when he's on the field, uh, he has command of whatever team he's playing for. Um, And yeah, just like you said, he's, he and Gabe Williams, they've just been going at it, you know, FaceTiming guys every second of the day. Uh, I think Davi's coming up for an official visit this weekend. Uh, He'll be in a lot of guys ears, but he's been doing his thing on the recruiting trail as well. So I want to ask you a question about 24 seven and about rivals that our fan base Constantly asks, and I want you to prove or disprove this. There is this conception across Hokie Nation that when a recruit begins to consider Virginia Tech or decides to commit to Virginia Tech, some guy in the back offices of 24-7 logs on and changes the algorithm, changes the algorithm. We go from Virginia Tech lands four-star quarterback to Virginia Tech lands three-star quarterback, three-star offensive guard. Is there any truth to that? Can you kind of walk us through how these bumps or bumps down work? How exactly does that process specifically work? Yeah, it's not it's not the case. I know it's happened in a few scenarios. There's also been cases, you know, I can't point to them off the top of my head, but where guys have been bumped up 
Um, maybe Mose Phillips is one of them where he's a guy that's completely unranked and then, you know, goes to like an 88 or 87 from last year. Um, I think uh, Jaden Payout was another guy that went from unranked to four star after he committed to Virginia Tech. So it's not necessarily true, but I do think it's funny. Uh, it's it's mostly when guys commit to Virginia Tech, like some of our ranking guys will go back, revisit, see what's the latest, look at the film. Have there been any recent camps that they've been at? Um, you know, oftentimes a lot of these ranking updates are scheduled. They'll try to do you know, I'm not sure of the specific dates, but there are a few times in the summer specifically where you'll see a lot of movement. And that's because there's a lot of camps like guys aren't playing all the time. Um, and that so happens to be, um, you know, when guys are going to camps, they're traveling around, going on unofficial visits, committing. And, you know, that's when the ratings refresh comes in. But it's not specific to guys committing to Virginia Tech. It happens everywhere. Like most guys are bumped down a notch. Um, off their initial rankings, just generally speaking. So um, it is funny. I like to feed into it, but yeah, saving the analytics guy at 24-7 here. Yeah, so to confirm, there is no written rule at 24-7 when a four-star commits to Virginia Tech, they're automatically bumped down to a, a three-star, just to confirm. Yes, the algorithm does not have Virginia Tech in there. Okay, got it. Um, you're in a fortuitous position. I loved our opportunity. Um, during COVID, we had a lot of time, and we were able to talk to a lot of these recruits. Um, we talked to Davi Belfort before, but you, Doug, Evan, you have the opportunity to talk to basically all of these kids when they commit or during their recruitment. Is there any sort of common theme, common point or details that all of these players are pointing towards that has made VT, I don't want to say all of a sudden, attractive? But how are we in these conversations with some of these top talents in the state of Virginia and some of the players that we have on board now? Yeah, I would. I, I know it's kind of like um, beating a dead horse saying like Virginia Tech is home, but literally every recruit says that like it is it is more so now than it has been before. And a lot of that is because of this coaching staff. I just think they 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 know how to handle recruits. They know how to build relationships. Like it's across the board. Like everyone puts in effort. Everyone is constantly in communication, you know, taking time out of their busy schedules to make things work. It's like a tireless effort to get to know these guys. And I think that's the home feeling that, you know, the parents are on board, the trainers are on board, the high school coaches, like high school teammates are even on board and they may not even have an offer from Virginia Tech. It's like getting to know everyone in the community, you know, trying to bring elements of that and relating it to Virginia Tech and relating it back to these recruits. Like they're just absolutely loving the staff right now. And I think it's just, it's this high energy that's contagious and all the recruits constantly talk about the energy and just the feeling of home. Are you going to say it? Do I have to ask you to say it? When am I going to get a coach pride? You said that entire soliloquy without saying coach pride gets it. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> Again, not to beat a dead horse, but he gets it. Right. Uh, I, I can't help but ask this question. Um, how much, and, and listen, if I was a recruit, I'm never in the interest of, of, of counting pockets or, or and, and it's in the NIL's company's interest to not have this be projected. It's in the student athlete's best interest not to have this projected. I really don't want to know about any of this kind of stuff. I didn't want to know about it before. I don't want to know about it now. But how much of an impact do you believe NIL has on these student athletes making these decisions, whether it's to go to tech or to go somewhere else this early. Uh, is that something they're talking about or is it purely relationships with coaches and fit at the school? You know, a lot of that stuff comes secondary with Virginia Tech. Like there are obviously opportunities that Virginia Tech can afford uh, these recruits. I personally don't get involved with those conversations. Um, but it's kind of funny because I think at the top of the podcast, you were kind of mentioning like this list is kind of weird for June in terms of the recruiting rankings, like who's ahead of Virginia tech. And it's like, well, there might be some NIL stuff there. Like Louisville last year before the coaching change, they were in the top 10, uh, for this cycle. They had multiple five stars. I think last year they had a couple of high four stars, you know, that is a school that specifically has been impacted heavily by NIL. 
but Virginia Tech, like that all seems to be secondary. And I think that's a good thing because, you know, first of all, the staff isn't going out there and trying to get players that are simply looking, you know, to make, uh, you know, a bunch of money off their, their name. They're looking for guys that fit the culture. And most of these guys get it. Like I'm coming here to make Virginia Tech into an ACC powerhouse. I'm here to one day hopefully go in the league and, you know, get those benefits back to me. And in the meantime, if there's opportunities here and there, sure. But it's not the main selling point of what Virginia Tech is selling to these recruits. This episode of the Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by the River Course. And look, we talk about greatness all the time. And when you talk about golf, Pebble Beach, Augusta, Bandon Dunes, dare I say Shinnecock, the river course sits squarely in the middle of this conversation. A top 10 college course in America, according to Golf Digest, and the home for the For Those to Come golf tournament. And look, if you head on down there and you mention Sons of Saturday, we got some hookups for you. 50% off appetizers. Who doesn't like appetizers? 10% off of headwear and apparel at the golf shop. I mean, get yourself a new outfit, feel good, look good, play good. And the cream of the crop, new annual student memberships will receive a free cart fee and new adult memberships will receive a free foursome plus a complimentary lunch. The River Course, unparalleled greatness, unparalleled beauty, nestled right in Southwest Virginia. You know, I know we are, we're in a world in a time period right now uh, where we're defining success as binary or I'm, I'm sorry. So we're in a world basically where success is binary and that's not really fair given situations and a certain amount of variables that change year to year, player to player. Um, but that said, where do you think an attainable, reachable goal is and, and a challenging goal as well should be for this 2024 class at this point? I, I think, it, yeah, definitely varies. I would say, you know, last year was about getting back in Virginia, getting multiple guys. I think they ended up with nine commitments out of Virginia uh, in the last cycle. I think this year it's about elevating the profile of what a Virginia Tech commit looks like. And I think they've been doing a great job. Uh, I think, Bill, you you brought it up that they're at like, 87.8 something right now, which is miles ahead of any of the average composites of the last, I want to say seven years. So they've, they've definitely improved what a Virginia tech commit looks like. And I think they need to, you know, follow on that, get a couple more four stars, be in the conversation, turn the corner with, you know, some of these bigger recruiting battles. We saw a few last year, but not as many as we've seen in this cycle. So I, I'm definitely seeing the steps being taken, um, but finding more success in terms of landing your type of guys that are at the top of the board. You know, we're all sales guys, and I, I always want to say this on every pod on, on every podcast. But I think I've finally found a way to to articulate it. If you're a salesperson, that will, will make it understandable. A lot of people love to point to the fact that Virginia Tech has made their bones on recruiting folks who may not have been really highly recruited, highly touted recruits, and that that is the blueprint for success. And that is what we should do. And that we don't need top talent to compete. Pat, you're at SAP doing your thing, right? And you decide, you know what? I'm actually going to not call the warm leads that have raised their hands and said that I want to use SAP. I'm going to operate solely off of calling people who attended the expo for solutions technology. And I'm just going to call those people. Okay. Now, may you hit your number a couple of months? Maybe, but you should definitely be trying to, and you will be better if you are connecting with those hot leads. The, the mindset that this stuff doesn't matter you can be in between of, hey, we can find some guys and really develop and really find people that fit what we're trying to do. It also helps to have people like Michael Vick, like Wyatt Teller, like J Jaden Payu if he had never got hurt when you were bringing in more successful people 
and people who are sought after by all these different schools, that is a good thing. So I think elevating that overall number, people are probably listening to this thinking that I'm a crazy person. I'm probably, it probably didn't come across as eloquent as I thought it did, but bringing in folks and being in the conversation with people who are regarded as being some of the top touted folks are where Virginia tech should be. And it is a, one of the ways that we're going to get back to where we need to be. Yeah. You got to go up to the A accounts. You got to go after the A accounts, whoever's bringing, the most, who's bringing in the most revenue, because guess what? Those folks are going to be bringing in the most revenue for Virginia tech. Much better way to break it down. Thank you. Pat. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the, uh, what the disconnect was between, you know, a warm lead and an expo lead. Cause you know, technically if you met them at the expo, they're probably a pretty good lead too. Cause or they were there for the free popcorn and to go listen to Serena Williams is, uh, you know, Ted talk, but you know, that's neither that here nor cool. there. How'd you know Serena was at Sapphire? Um, <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about, okay, national landscape, ACC landscape. Um, Matei, where do you see kind of a range of where this class should end up or should hope to end up uh, for the national landscape and the ACC? Yeah, I would say nationally, we're looking at a much elevated class this cycle um, with the guys that they're in, you know, guys that are considering Virginia Tech in the future, the guys that they have currently committed. Um, you know, once again, Bill brought it up at 30 second today, like those rankings change quickly if you are not constantly landing talent. Um, I think the past couple cycles have ranged anywhere from like 43 to 60. Um, I think there's no way that Virginia Tech is outside the top 40 this cycle. I think getting to top 25 is going to be a challenge. Uh, you know, obviously, right now you're looking at high school guys. Uh, you want to land those big four star targets or your three stars that are of the 87, 88 kind of range. Um, but there's also going to be a lot of transfer portal movement, uh, which factors into these classes as well. And I think that'll definitely, you know, uh, Brent Pry will definitely be looking once again after this, you know, next season ends to kind of bring in some more guys, speed up that rebuild process. Uh, all in all, I think a safe bet is somewhere where they are right now, somewhere between 28 and maybe 35. Um, but I would not be surprised in the slightest if every, you know, if everything goes to plan, uh, this class should be in the top 25. No questions asked. How about that? That would be exciting. Uh, you know, you mentioned the portal, Derek Canteen. Just got rated a four-star out of the portal. Deserved. Love. Bolster that secondary. Uh, top 25 class. I did listen to Gabe Williams on uh, VT4L, and he said he thinks they're going to have a top 10 class. So to that I say, Gabe, we got we to gotta keep grinding. Uh, come, on, come on the show, and uh, we'll be, help, we'll be uh, hoping to bolster your message. But uh, – on that note, uh, Matei, last statistical question here. From the top 25 players in Virginia, what percentage would you say uh, could be an attainable um, rate here for the class of 2024? You know, this one is interesting just because I know this upcoming weekend is a huge official official visit weekend. Um, Gerard Johnson, a guy that's a four-star defensive end, he's between Virginia, Virginia Tech, he's on campus. Noah Jenkins, he's another guy that's in the uh, top 25. Uh, Kalen Adams, Eric Mensa, Makai Byerson, uh, and Makai White. Those are all the guys that are taking official visits this weekend. A lot of them, obviously, very interested in Virginia Tech. Um, I think they have one right now in Joshua Clark in the top 25. Um, I would not be surprised if you know, Virginia Tech did well with most of the guys I just listed. Um, you know, there's a few guys. I think Noah Jenkins is looking at committing on July 4th. Uh, Virginia Tech is his leader right now. And, you know, he's coming to campus for an official visit. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, anywhere between four to six, you know, currently they're sitting well with, you know, nine to 10 guys within the top 25. Um Obviously, all those guys won't go according to plan. Uh, there's a lot of big programs involved with some of these guys. Um, but, yeah, I would not be surprised with four to six. Um, yeah. And then 
take, uh, taking away from Virginia and kind of thinking about holistically, Coach Price touted the footprint, the six-hour radius around Blacksburg. What spots do you think so far we've developed the best foothold in and which areas do you think we have a little bit of more work to do? Definitely Tennessee has been interesting because I wasn't expecting it to be as fruitful as it has been. Obviously, Marcellus Barnes Jr., a guy that just committed to Virginia Tech, a four-star guy. Uh, they got a couple guys from the last cycle from Tennessee. That's been one that's been surprising to me. Um, oftentimes, we're not hearing a lot what's going on over there. And then, you know, guys are just coming to campus and committing. Um, but I would say, you know, in the footprint, the biggest inroads have been made in Charlotte by far. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech is really targeting North Carolina, a lot of schools within North Carolina, but specifically Charlotte. Love give it. Me, give me a couple names to watch out for. You know, we're going to ask it. I'm not asking you to to give us any, you know, pander. Uh, any guarantees, but give me uh just some some candor, some back and forth. Give me some give me some names that you're that you're watching here. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna preface it by saying, you know, whenever I come on this podcast, like we've had the Demetrius Davis episode, you know, things are fluid in recruiting, like names will always change. There's probably a guy that I don't mention today that maybe in two weeks, you know, he's a guy that's heavily considering Virginia Tech, but kind of the guys I was talking about that are on campus right now. I think, you know, a big one is going to be Makai White. Uh, he recently just said, um, I, I believe he had a top three. Um, Maryland's involved, Virginia Tech's, you know, close to the top there. And I think this is going to be a huge weekend. Gerard Johnson, he's a guy that's trying to commit, I believe, next month. He's between Virginia and Virginia Tech. You cannot lose that. Four-star guy, like edge rusher. He's legit. Uh, Virginia Tech really wants him. Um, so we'll see how it goes this weekend. Uh, it's his final official visit before he makes a commitment. So, um, you know, it, things are trending up with those two, but, uh, Noah Jenkins, who I mentioned before July 4th commitment. So there could be some, you know, news coming up soon. Uh, Virginia tech loves to do, you know, every other day, it seems like someone's committing, like they love to streak it together, build that momentum. So hopefully, you know, in the next two weeks, we'll see a, a lot of momentum coming up. And you mentioned the transfer portal. Any rumblings out of the transfer portal at all? I do see that Mega Barnwell has entered the transfer portal from uh, Penn State. Uh, any 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 information on what Tech may be looking for out of the transfer portal still, if anything, or folks that are looking at Virginia Tech from inside the transfer portal? Yeah, so I, I, I saw the Mega thing as well, and I thought that was very interesting. I know Virginia Tech would... They're probably going to be interested. Um, I haven't heard anything on that front. I was trying to look into that a bit more. Uh, still very new. Uh, but in terms of transfer portal overall, I think, um, you know, we'll see, you know, I, I, I'm not sure in terms of, you know, what they're looking for, you know, what the opportunities are yet. Um, I think they're pretty content with what they have on paper right now on the roster. So, We'll see how it goes, but you know, if there's ever an opportunity, I'm not quite sure what the next window looks like or when that opens up. Um, so yeah, I haven't heard anything recently. The Spring Sis Awards. It is the first time that we are doing the Spring Sis Awards, and uh, I have three categories here for you. You are handing out the the Sis Award. So the first okay. Sis Award is for the top recruiting coach. Who is everybody's favorite? Who's what coach are recruits getting on and saying, yo, coach so-and-so is my homie. I love that guy. Who is that? Oh, that's that's tough. Oh man. I would probably say Fontel Mines just okay. because of what he did in Richmond last year. Uh, and he had he got the most commits. So he's gonna have the most guys backing him up for that. You know, mm -hmm. I think he got like eight or nine commits last year, uh, most of them from Richmond. So you know, he's definitely a very knowledgeable guy. You know, he played in the NFL. He's uh, hilarious. Um, so he's a safe bet for that. Sis Award number two. Who is the top recruiting player? Who is picking up the phone? We've seen some some shirtless FaceTime stuff. We've seen some quote retweets. Um, who would you say is Virginia Tech's top recruiter? It could be a current player on the roster right now. 
or it could be a uh, or give us one on the current roster and give us one that is uh, committed currently. I'll go from the last two cycles just to kind of keep it fair to Brent Pry and kind of the guys he's bringing in. Uh, I would say for last year, it was Braylon Johnson. He was he wasn't as out there in terms of social media presence, but in terms of hitting guys up going to campus, you know, multiple times, uh, you know, staying in contact with a lot of the targets. Like he was the glue guy, like everyone was going to Braylon for, you know, in their giant group chat, like he was organizing things. He was hitting guys up. Uh, he was definitely that guy for the last cycle. And then I guess recency bias, everyone's going to say Gabe Williams just because of how outspoken he is. But, um, I would probably still give the nod to Davi. I think he's, you know, he's, Obviously, he took he was one of the first three commits in this class, uh, and he's kind of built the foundation for this cycle. And our last sis award goes to who is, this is this is Matei Sis versus the algorithm. Who is the oh, lowest boy. rated recruit that you are the most excited about currently committed for Virginia Tech? That's another great question. I I personally think Joshua Clark is going to be a four star. Like I've been calling for that since day one. I think he's just he has everything it takes to be a top tier cornerback. Like he's already proven it. Athleticism. Like he's just so fluid in his movement. Um, and he's a guy that you know if he went to a ton of camps, if he kept his recruitment open, I think like he would just real in the offers. Um, so he's a guy that I'm probably most excited for, for this class. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to look at the, the list right now. Like Aiden Lynch is another guy, like he was heavily considered by Georgia. Like we're talking back-to-back national champs to put, to, you know, anchor their offensive line. Uh, luckily for Virginia tech, like Georgia has the pick of the litter. Like they can choose any five-star offensive lineman they want. So, you know, just them kind of dragging their feet on Aiden Lynch afforded the opportunity for Virginia Tech to really swoop in there. But he's a guy that like when you see a guy that's six foot seven and 275 pounds that, you know, is going to, you know, build on his frame already has the athleticism uh, and the footwork like he's a guy that, you know, what specifically 24 seven, like offensive linemen from the beginning of the cycle to the end of the cycle. They're the guys that are getting the biggest bump. So I would give those two for the for this cycle. So, Mr. Clark, please do not attend any camps this <laughs> summer. And we do know that Stacy Searles, former Virginia Tech offensive line coach, now the Georgia offensive line coach, was saying that six foot seven guy, he is a large, large human. So appreciate that yes. rundown there. We're going to jump into our letters and lunch pail segment. But first, I do want to extend a warm invitation to everybody to take on some cold beverages that are healthy and you can go ahead and you can do that with our friends over at south block if you are a nova or dc hokey and you like smoothies you like acai bowls you like fresh juice and you want to be healthy and you want to support a hokey owned business this is your opportunity Download the South Block app and use code SUNS15 for 15% off of all orders through the end of the month. South Block has over a dozen locations and is fantastic. Peanut butter and jelly flavor. They have some almond butter flavors, kale, everything that you need. Your gut will say thank you and keep kale in it out there. Go ahead, download the app. That is code SUNS15 for 15% off of all orders on the South Block app. Patrick Finn, kick us off with some letters from the lunch pail. All right. So our first letter from the South Block pail comes from Ethan Mati. I think it's spelled Mati. M-E-T-T-E-E. Matei. Mati, question for Matei. Out of the top 20 players in Virginia, how many do you think Virginia Tech will land? Right now we have one committed. I know you already said, uh, did you say um, potentially six? Out of the yeah. top 25? I think that's a safe number, four to six. I think four is a little pessimistic, but I'm I'm closer to six. Can you give us then, to flip that question, can you give us a little bit of a barometer on how the University of Virginia is trending in uh, the state of Virginia in general? You did mention that one of our top targets, a four-star, is considering Virginia. What What is going on? What is going on over there? I have no idea. I've poked a lot of fun of them. Uh, at them this week what, what what's going on 
you know, I, to be honest with you, I don't really know what's going on either. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at their class right now. They're 54th overall. Um, looks like they have a couple solid commits there, but um, yeah, just not a lot of momentum right now in Charlottesville. Who would you say is the school that, you know, we're used to folks coming in and eating lunch in the state of Virginia is public enemy. Number one, still Penn state. What, what school not in the state of Virginia do you think has the biggest foothold right now in the state of Virginia with this class? Yeah, it's definitely, it's still Penn state. Penn state is still that golden program that everyone hears their pitch and they're like, Oh, on to brighter days. We're going to happy Valley, uh, you know, making a living there. But um, I think, you know, obviously it helps Brent Pry with all the experience there. Uh, he's never going to badmouth Penn state, but being able to kind of use the same things that he came in with for Virginia. I think we're kind of seeing that now that, more guys are considering Virginia Tech, more higher tier players are considering Virginia Tech. Um, but it's still, you know, at the end of the day, you can get those first two steps. It's about landing the commitment. And right now, Penn State is still doing a very good job at landing Virginia talent. Question from Jackson McComer. What is the best recruiting tactics you see used by other schools that Virginia Tech should implement? I'll just say this. The only thing I really see on the timeline is the trend for all schools seems to be I'm going to go down to Hertz and I'm going to get the sickest rental cars and I'm going to park them in front of the facility and we're going to take pictures in front of the cars. Um, do I love it? No. Does it seem to be working? Yes. Here's so, uh, <laughs> here's here's something that I've seen that I haven't seen yet from Virginia Tech, but I don't know if I want to see it from Virginia Tech. I'm thinking of Brian Kelly and the 360-degree <laughs> camera thing where he's dancing with the recruits. And then I'm also thinking of Shane Beamer and all of the skits that he has done over the past few years. I think I got to say, if Coach Pry wanted to do a Shane Beamer skit, I think he could pull it off. You got Shane Beamer walking into the midfield at Willie B., during Christmas time and Carol of the bells is playing with the led lights and he's like acting as the conductor. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. And then you also have the turn my swag on video mm -hmm. uh, that is notorious at this point. Um, yep. So if it's not the 360 degree camera uh, coach pry to, you know, pull a page out of uh, pull a chapter out of coach Beamer's book. And, you know, see what Shane's doing over there. Mateo, you got anything for uh, what you'd want to see? Well, I was just thinking, like, you know, playing, like, Sandstorm. Um, like, instead of that, like, bring some recruits at night. You know, get the lights going. Maybe, you know, I would love to see Virginia Tech invest in all those lights that they have in the SEC. Like, that that should be the next project. Um, but, Imagine enter Sandman, you're a recruit standing in the middle of the field, you know, getting guys, whether it's on the team, fans to come out there, and you're in the middle wearing your Virginia Tech jersey on a visit, you enter Sandman's blasting, you got the lights going everywhere, the coaching staff backing you up, like, I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, but in terms of like what other schools are doing, I once again, like Virginia Tech has done a great job in, in terms of, you know, bringing more momentum, what kids want to do on visits like the photo shoots have been top tier uh the jerseys have been great uh you know in the past there have been times where you know you couldn't even get enough jerseys for the guys um like everything is sorted everything's planned out um and yeah like even with chris cole like bringing him to the lake like you know having a boat day um things of that nature, you know, bringing guys outside of campus, like obviously Virginia Tech's beautiful. There's enough to do on campus, but there's a ton of stuff outside to do as well, especially in the summer, make some events happen. So um, yeah, I think they've, they've implemented a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm really nitpicking here saying like, what else could they bring in? Just stay away from baby Gronk. We don't need, we don't need baby Gronk photo shoots in the, uh, in the locker room. We could, we could stay away from that. I have five DMs from his dad asking to create a profile for him. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I would have believed you. Um, Jackson McComer also asked, what is the best way that fans can interact with recruits? Matei, I got this. Okay. Good. It's very simple. 
It is a GIF. It is positivity. Or it is shut the bleep up. Don't say anything. That's all you got to do. We don't need. We don't need anything else. We don't need negativity. We don't need just 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 throw like the the Enter Sandman Stadium people bopping and jumping. Um, go maybe a go Hokies. Maybe um, hey kid, have you ever heard of Metallica? Here's a nice Michael Vick gif. That's it. We don't, you don't need to do anything else. And I promise you, most of the time, regardless of I'll go ahead and say it, regardless of what Coach Glover is saying. Recruits are not making decisions based upon what fans are saying, okay? Most recruits are not going to commit to your school because you are sending them a GIF. They may consider not going there if you're going to be extremely mean, but that's it. If you want to interact with fans, shoot them a couple questions, throw them a like, throw them a retweet, throw them a follow. They follow. love, love they the love follow. follow. Love the follows. Throw, follow them, unfollow them for a week later, and then refollow them again. That, 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 might, that might even help. Um, so that would be, that would be my answer on that. All the nonverbals follow, yes. like, you know, do whatever you need to do, f- then just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walk away. Sean Kim, is there a specific philosophy, uh, for the plan in the seven, five, seven, or are, are we just missing on the kids there? Does the talent warrant more of an effort in that area? Talk about uh, Fred Johnson high. Uh, there's a three. Fred Johnson's a high three-star linebacker. Okay, I was like, wait, Fred Johnson high school? <laughs> no, Fred Johnson's a high three-star linebacker committed to South Carolina, and then there's 14th-ranked Asad Brown. He's a high three-star committed to NC State. Before you answer, Mate, I just want to say something, and, and, and I would really appreciate if you back me up on this, and I think you will. What our fan base loves to do and what a lot of fan bases love to do is they may say a recruit that they have never heard of before. They don't know what they like. They don't know what their parents are like. They don't know where they want to live. All they see is talented player from X miles away from Virginia Tech decides to go somewhere that is in Virginia Tech. And oh, good golly almighty, Virginia Tech has dropped the ball. We have missed on this recruit. It is a sole reflection on the coaching staff. When in reality, especially now, when college recruiting is national, it happens across the nation, sometimes international. We had a recruit on our team from Germany. Stop thinking that if a recruit from the state of Virginia goes to another school, it means that Virginia Tech's coaching staff has dropped the ball. That is such a tired and overworked argument. Sometimes kids just don't want to go to that school. When I went, when I decided not to go to Rutgers after going to Paramus Catholic in New Jersey, there was not... Rutgers could have gotten all the drop tops from the Hertz in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and rolled them out. And I could have drove it around on my entire recruiting visit. There was no way that I was going to school in New Jersey. So, Matei, the question was from you, but I'm just sick and tired of hearing the player from Virginia doesn't go to Virginia Tech, so therefore our coaching staff is bad at recruiting. Matei, take this opportunity to zag if you want to zag Billy. I don't want to zag. I, I like the rant. I like it. I think like <laughs> specifically for the seven five seven, like that is always the hot button in terms of Virginia Tech recruiting. Like, doesn't matter what's going on in Nova. Doesn't matter what's happening in Richmond. It's always the seven five seven. Like that is what where people want to see the most recruits come from. Like, there's a lot of, I'll say, like politics that go on in the seven five seven in terms of like the high school system. Guys, you know, constantly changing high schools, coaches getting involved. Um, there's a lot of things that go on there, and I think it's going to take a lot of time specifically uh, when you're looking at the state of Virginia. I think, you know, Virginia Tech has done well in certain areas under Brent Pry. Um, you know, Keelan Adams is a guy from the 757. He's talking to every major program in the country right now, uh, and he's on an official visit this weekend. You know, if this were a couple of years ago, he may not even have considered taking the official visit to Virginia Tech. So, you know, there are specific recruits that they're doing well. Gerard Johnson's another guy uh, that I've brought up multiple times. The guy that's between uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia, four-star guy, also from the 757. Like, they're doing well with certain recruits as an area. I think, you know, they're still trying to make inroads. They did a lot of you know, they were kind of traveling around in the off season uh, in January and February, I believe, doing a lot of coaching clinics, and they weren't able to get to the 757 this year. 
but I know they mentioned it at the coaching clinic that that's something that they're looking forward to do, making more events in the 757, trying to connect with these coaches uh, and just try to find some consistency. It's just, it's been so much movement. That's how I would describe it. Um, and it's hard when things are changing all the time to keep a consistent approach. So I don't think they're necessarily just missing out on the kids. I think there's multiple things at play there. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to make a, they're going to try to make a consistent effort to try to keep that talent in state. So Matei, that is the last recruiting question and uh, we will all hope for good news after this upcoming weekend, because it is a big one. Uh, so we're going to roll into some more casual questions from Grant Watson. Love it. Better look. Matei and Crocs or Coach Pry in the Maroon Blazer? So I actually was looking into this earlier, and I kid you not, Grant, like I was looking for 30 minutes because I swore I saw a picture of Brent Pry wearing camo Crocs the answer is simple. I mean, it's Brent Pry, right? Like, but anyone, like if he wore that fit with camo Crocs, he's killing it. Absolutely crushing it. You don't need the suede shoes. You don't need anything fancy. Wear the camo Crocs, you know, the maroon get up and you're crushing it. Take my advice. Wear it to the next wedding. See what people say. They'll compliment you. <laughs> Matei, um, I see the blurred background. I see the smile. I see the great haircut. Um, but we don't know where in the world is Matei Sis. Usually people are curious where I am. The last time that you came on this podcast, you were uh, in the midst of potentially moving into DC. What have you got going on? Give us a quick elevator pitch on what's on what's new with Matei. We get the recruiting updates. It's always what's a hokey, and it's never how's a hokey. So tell me a little bit about what's going on, Matei. I love that, by the way. Um, I can't take credit. Can't take credit. Diablo fan account. Take can't take credit, but it is a great saying. Shout out. Yeah. So I was, I was in DC for a little bit. I'm now back in New York for the summer, uh, trying to move into New York city. Got to save up a little bit of money. Cause we all know that's a big move, but it's more um, than a little bit. It's quite, it's, uh, it's quite a bit, but you know, the bagels, the pizza, the pasta, it's all calling me. So, um, you know, and for other reasons as well, you know, I grew up in New York for those that don't know. So, uh, trying to make the move back to be around family and uh, my 100-year-old grandfather. So shout out to him. Let's shout go. out to the 100-year-old grandfather if he is listening. Doubt it, but shout out 100%. Matei, this is always uh, this is always great. We love doing it. Um, let's make this so that we're not doing it on the uh, on the heels of great success or overwhelming catastrophe. Um, we got to make this a little bit more of a, uh, of a consistent thing, but we appreciate your time. We appreciate everything that you do for Hokie nation. And are we going to see you down at a game this fall? Absolutely. I'm like eyeing every game this fall. So I was only pretty much every game. Like I only made it down one time last year and that was too few for me. So I'm going to make more of an effort. You know, my New York city budget, Virginia tech budget, we're balling out this year. (laughs) That's right. Well, Well, also. We do have that big showdown in September. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars because the gang's coming up to Piscataway. Matei, will you be there? Oh, 100%. 100%. Stay, stay tuned, everyone. We will be dropping some knowledge over the next month or two, hopefully the next few weeks, actually, on where we will be uh, tailgating and where we will be sitting we might do a big uh, group order potentially for tickets. Uh, so stay tuned. We're looking forward to seeing everyone up in the Garden State. Matei, you guaranteed a top 25 class. You said we're going to get 10 out of the top t- uh, 15 recruits <laughs> to the state of Virginia. I'd say this was a successful podcast. We take care and um, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, boys. <laughs> To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know what you're thinking Please don't
you 